pushes away from McCulloch. Thurston gets the ball to Morgan. Morgan crosses the 20. Comes away to O'Neill. Welcome to Above the Horizontal, a podcast about rugby league. I'm your host, Bo Nicholson. We are a group of ex-writers from Real Sport, and like them, we are by the fans and for the fans. Each episode, we like to take an analytical view of the NRL while also having some fun along the way. Daniel Friend is here to join me. Friendy, you've got no idea how glad I am to get that out in one go. How are you today? <laughs> well done, mate. Yeah, it's a tough intro, but you've done very well. I'm great. Uh, middle of the week and uh, ready to talk some footy, origin time. How good. You are not the only one. I am also keen and so is Kieran Gibson. Gibbo, how you going? Yeah, not too bad. I um, I got an email because I do ESPN tipping through uh, my work competition and I got an email to say poor tipping um, during the week. So I thought that was quite funny getting an automated email from them saying that. I got two out of eight, so not my best week, but, but keen to go better this week and talk some footy. I think the rest of us got three out of eight. That's that is really harsh considering you had a perfect week before that. And and so and so did Miles Stedman, by the way, if I'm not mistaken. Miles, how are you? I'm good. I, I didn't get chirped by my chipping by my tipping account this week. Um, <laughs> but I'm good. I, I also got three out of eight, so you know, I probably deserved it to be honest. Yeah, it was a tough old week to tip, and that included bold predictions. The big E had the Broncos to beat the Panthers 30 points to 20, and they did not win. Uh, Friendy, you had Zach Hosking and Britton Nicaro to score. I thought they were good tips, but alas, neither of them scored, I think. And I had the Titans to score exactly 26 points for the sixth, the sixth week in a row. They only scored 18, but I reckon if Alofi Khan Pereira was playing, they might just have got that 26 Let's uh, let's get into some wildcard awards. So, obviously, State of Origin teams have been named, by the way. We are going to get into it, but I do want to touch on some wildcards first. Friendy, what do you got for us this week? My wildcard award, Bo, is the Millhouse Your Cut Award. And much like Homer loved doing the cuts when he was uh, coaching the, the footy team, uh, Billy Slater has just thrown Kalen out the door. So, yeah, love that from Queensland. Bit of pick and stick. Oh, yeah, righto. <laughs> My wild card. It has begun, boys. It, it, it's happened. Like, we, we, we've been very uh, genial with each other so far this season, but it's state of origin time. There are two Maroons and two Blues on the panel, and Friendy is <laughs> firing the first shots, and I kind of agree with him. I've got to be honest. I can't, I can't disagree with you on this one. I do want to get into this in some more depth, I do have a clip of Billy Slater talking a little bit, very briefly, about this situation. So I do want to play that later on. Before that, though, Kieran Gibson, what's your wildcard award? Um, mine touches on the exact same situation. I've got the the apprentice becomes the master, and it goes to Therese Walsh, um, taking over Caelan Pong at fullback. Um, Reese Walsh got picked in, I think, 2021 for game two, for a memory to play, but uh, was ruled out late with injury. Maybe it was game three. Can't quite remember, but um, yeah, it's. I thought it was a, a fairly contentious call, and it's kind of led to me to to think that this could possibly be the kind of same uh, moments that Matt Bowen experienced with Carmichael Hunt um, when the younger took over Matt Bowen, and Matt Bowen looked like he could have that jersey for years to come, and then Carmichael Hunt came along and took it off him. Um, 
I don't think this is Kalen Ponga done in Origin at all, but it could be Kalen Ponga done at, um, at fullback in Origin for quite a long time, possibly for the rest of his career. I think you're right. I'm just going to pause just for a second there. Friendy, you're all good? I'm back. Did I miss much? All I heard was um, Bo say, it has begun, and then my computer just shit itself like Queensland. <laughs> <laughs> so we both talked about the fullback situation so far. That is because the teams have dropped for State of Origin. Now, I'm not going to read through both team lists. If you're a rugby league fan listening to this podcast, you know what the teams are. But I do want to hit up our panel about some of these really contentious decisions. We've touched on the fullbacks so far. Let's let's dive into it a little bit. It's a huge gamble from Billy Slater, not just dropping Kalen Ponga, who was the man of the match in the third game of the, the deciding game last year uh, could have been man of the series. If, you know, votes went differently. He was that close drops origin legend, quite literally Dane Gagai for a relatively untested Hamaso Tabuofito at this level, especially at the centers. Uh, another controversial decision is leaving Christian Welch out. I believe, I think we could use that experience and that defensive resolve in the middle personally, but that's not as crazy, I don't think. Uh, Kurt Capewell, I think maybe a little bit unlucky, a bit of versatility that he offers. So, yeah, there's a few little changes there for the Maroons. I do want to get some thoughts. Miles, you haven't given yours yet. What do you think about some of these changes, some of these selections that the Maroons have made? Look, I can see where they're all coming from, um, which is important. In, um, in when you're talking about selection, because a lot of the time with Brad Fitley, you can see absolutely no idea where he's coming from. Um, <laughs> whether or not I would have made them all, and I, I think of those three guys you're talking about, Kirk Capewell, probably the unluckiest, just as, as you said, he's uh, versatile, he's proven at this level. He, he shapes to be one of Queensland's better um, back rowers or, or players in that position. I thought he was quite unlucky. Um, Gagai... He's one of those guys who, you know, we've been talking about as as an automatic selection, or some have at least for a while now. I think I probably would have gone for him again if I was selecting the team. Um, Ponga is another case entirely because it mixed in with the, you know, the the poor form at the start of the season, and then you know, increasingly better form as he goes on. Is the fact that if you're selecting him at fullback and he's playing. Um, Five eighth each week at club level, or was until this week. Um, that's that's one thing. But when you throw the concussions into the mix, and the fact that he's likely or, or, or liable to to not make it through the game, you've got to think long and hard about um, not only the team but his safety as well. And so I think there was a, sort of a little bit of a, a toxic stew there that sort of led to his non-selection entirely. And I, I think I said. During the week, I'd have considered him in a lesser role on the wing or something, or maybe off the bench. Who knows? I know that's sort of Ben Hunt's role locked down a little bit, or Harry Grant's. Um, but yeah, I can see why, you know, Ponga being the big one, I can see why he wasn't selected. Kieran, you mentioned that it might be tough for uh, for Callum Ponga to get back in to the side. Now, you weren't on the podcast last week. Is this the choice you would have made? Reese Walsh, or would you have stuck with Kalen Ponga and just like more broadly as well with those other selections we're talking about? You know, uh, Tom Gilbert starting on an edge like he used to for the Cowboys. Uh, Tom Flegler starting as well. There's a few. Uh, Tao Lungi as well. You know, hasn't been in the best of form. He's on the wing for for the Maroons. What do you think about some of these selections? Um, 
I'm a little bit worried just to say that he's made changes for the sake of making changes or that there's too many changes. If they're the right changes, then they're the right changes. I think the Reese Walsh inclusion is, is um, a good idea. I think Poma uh, could do with a bit of a, a kick up the bum just to sort of say, Reese Walsh is not just a brilliant player, but he's an absolute effort player every single week. Um, I had a friend uh, through work tell me that um, he's a little bit scared, more scared of Walsh at the back than Poma because you see the way Walsh busted his ass against the Panthers and did everything he could to get them the Broncos the win um, without Reynolds on uh, Thursday last week. Um, and you probably don't get that from Ponga, so I, I quite like that. I know Origin's a different arena, and Ponga always uh, rises to the occasion there. I, I'm a little bit worried about Dave Fafita starting for us. Uh, I know that we have a pretty huge bench um at least tino and, and jay arrow and then ruben cotter can play big minutes um mm. and with that uh i mean we could we could pretty much just take flegler and collins off and, and rotate those two with the other three forwards the whole game um potentially but i i think i don't know if david fafita will play 80 i'm not too sure what the, the game plan is there i thought it was a bit curious that he's there uh named to start with capewell out all all together um murray i, I love murray um very skillful player, has a lot of flair, can do things that we've never seen players do, really. Um, I am a little bit worried about him as well, just with the fact that I think he switches off at crucial times. Um, Hamiso, I'm probably... Him and Walsh, I think, are um, make a favourite of sense. Gagai's definitely unlucky. Um, he's been in good form. And I think in prior years, coaches have... Um, let Queensland coaches at least have, have let players play out their career until they decide to go, if they're st- at least if they're still in form. So Gagai is definitely unlucky in that realm, but I guess Slater's a new coach, so it's different. I love Flegler, so I think that's a great um, in for us. Friendy, what do you think about this Queensland team? Is Because uh, I know that you were very complimentary of Billy Slater's selections last year, his coaching generally. Uh, this, uh, you know, he's now the defending champion as a coach. Mm. This is a big test for him. How do you think he's going? Yeah, I, I think Billy's a brilliant leader of men and that's kind of what you need in origin rather than a, a crazy tactical coach. So um, I think he's doing a good job there and I'd certainly go to war for him if I was one of his players. Uh, what I see with the back three that the guys have mainly been talking about is a few errors. I was just having a look before and in across the NRL, Moses Sully leads the competition in errors. Uh, number two and three are Selwyn Cobbo and Reese Walsh. So I understand they're brilliant players and, and they're full of flair, and sometimes that comes with brilliant attack. Uh, they, they get a few touches, especially Walsh, in a key position, but you can't make errors in origin. Uh, origin is all about yardage, uh, positioning. Um, yeah, it's like long a long time handling the ball and, can, and controlling the defense. And, um, yeah, I just see some errors there. I'm not sure Kalen would have made those. He's a bit more experienced and... Um, they're going to come after uh, young Reese, and, and they're going to really try and bash him early. Uh, I guess we'll see if he's up to it or not. By the way, while we're mentioning Reese Walsh, I just want to give you your flowers, Frenny, because one of your season predictions at the start of the year was that Reese Walsh would be the number one for Queensland. Congratulations. Yeah. Well done, Mr. Friend. Yeah, jagged that one, mate. Got a bit lucky there. <laughs> not the only one you jagged, actually. I think there's another one in the New South Wales team, which I think we should get into uh while we're here so the biggest news obviously is that Savita Pangai Jr. has been picked as the starting front rower seemingly out of nowhere apparently it was going to be Jake Trevojevic we now learned that he is out for six weeks or so 
So that's going to be, uh, you know, tough for him and tough for Manly and tough for the Blues. But to be the Penguin Junior, very different front rower. That's fascinating to me. Also, uh, debut for Hudson Young. Congratulations to him. Uh, that was another one of Friendy's predictions at the start of the year. Uh, Nico Hines also in the on the interchange bench. I'm very curious to get some thoughts about this because I'm not sure how they're going to utilize him. The Fox comes back. Tom Trevojevic comes back. Latrell Mitchell comes back and Jerome Luai holds his position while Damian Cook misses out. There are a lot of very interesting choices there. Friendy, you've talked about uh, Slater being a leader of men and doing a good job in that sense. And we have been critical of, of Brad Fittler in the past, sometimes overthinking things or making bizarre choices. What are your thoughts on this selection so far? I like the side. Uh, there's a couple of things I, I probably would have changed, but overall I think it's pretty good. I think the bench is quite strong. Uh, I'm not huge on the two-hooker rotation thing, and I'm glad they've brushed that. I'm still not sure where they get Nico on. I, I feel like that's a bit of a waste, and you need someone who can play in the 13 role if there's no injuries. I feel like Nico is just purely there for injury cover. But apart from that, I think it's a bit strong. Maybe Tyson Frizzell worries me a little. If he's going to play on the right, He's going to be matching up on Cameron Munster's side and Frizz doesn't move all that well laterally. Uh, so that could be a bit of trouble. But I love the fact that Cam Murray's going to come on in about the 30th minute and just, oh, legs beat all over the place. Quick play the balls, look out. Not to mention Liam Martin. I'll, I'll be very curious to see who the Queensland lineup at left edge because uh, Fafita, for most of his career, has been on the right-hand side. He's moved to the left to be with Kieran Foran at the Titans, going really, really well, playing probably maybe maybe career best footy, or he's back to close to his best at least. Tom Gilbert spent basically the entire season last year for the Cowboys, who came third, at left edge. Uh, I'm not sure if he can play right. I suppose he probably could. It'll be interesting to see who they line up there because I think you're right. Tyson Frizzell might be a target. Miles, what do you think about this New South Wales team? I don't like the team. Um uh, I think that, um, look, I think that Brad Fittler's come under a lot of fire for sort of making, you know, easy or, or sexy picks last few years. And, you know, as we sort of um, joke about, you know, picking basically his his 13 favourite players as opposed to the 13 best guys for the job. Um, but then he sort of completely flips the script and, and picks these two sort of random players out of obscurity, obviously Frizzell, um, got a good history with State of Origin, but seemingly there was nowhere no near selection, the selection frame before we found out he was in the team. And then Davida Pangai Jr., who um, in years past could have been considered a potential blue, but I don't think anyone saw that in him um, the past 12 months. Um, so I don't get either of those selections. Pangai perhaps a little bit more excusable due to the the, uh, the sort of shallow nature of the, the, the prop situation um, with New South Wales. Frizzell, for me, there were a multitude of players in front of him. I really didn't get that. Um, Hudson Young, good things that I liked, Hudson Young. Um, I'm glad to see him him rewarded for his form. Um, I uh, I liked Bo's call from about 12 months ago that um, he could be a smoky um, for that series and um, sort of joined Bo on the Hudson Young train then. Glad I got Dude a board. Suit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Nico Hines, I'm happy to see him um, get handed his jersey, as friend says, whether he, he gets on or not. Um, and how long he gets on for is another thing entirely. But I think it's good for the state that he plays. 
Um, and of course, as we said, happy to see Josh Adokar return. Should have never been dropped in the first place, and he'll he'll do a good job for New South Wales. Kieran, as a Queenslander, um, a couple of things. We have a chance here to to needle the New South Wales boys with the fact that they've picked a front rower who loved Queensland more than New South Wales. Sabita Pangai Jr. has gone on record multiple times with that, so that's interesting. But apart from that, apart from that, I'll let that one slide. Kieran, uh, as a Queenslander, are you worried about this New South Wales team? Um, <clears throat> I think in tandem, Payne Haas and Tavita Pangai Jr., that's a pretty devastating front row um, against Win- Lindsay Collins and Tom Flegler, who I, I both rate, but I don't think they have the same punch. I think most people will agree they do not have the same punch as the, the New South Wales counterparts. Um, when I first saw Tavita picked, I, I didn't. I wasn't too worried at all, but I, I think I... I thought back quite quickly to a game where I think it was 2018, 2019, and mm. Tavita absolutely bashed the Cowboys pack in a, a derby at Suncorp. Um, I think he may have injured Tamalolo, um, and inside 20 minutes, that game was over just because of Tavita's pretty much Tavita on his own, just um, intimidating our, our whole team and just um, smashing blokes. If he can do that in origin, I think he's the type of player that he, he rises to the occasion when it's a big occasion and he kind of switches off when it's just a, um, it's not as much at stake. Um, so, yeah, I'm, uh, I think it's a decent, I think it's a good pick, to be honest. Um, as I said, well, I don't know if I, I said this while we were recording, but I think Freddie realizes this is his last series, and I think uh, it's a good pick for kind of a, a do-or-die moment for him. Um, Adokar, obviously, that's a, a bit of a no-brainer for me. I think that's a, a great pick. Um, Frizzell, I think if Keon Kolomatongi was fit, I would have gone him. He's got a great work rate, but he's also quite skillful. Uh, but uh, Tyson Brazil, uh, I think you'd be happy to have him. Um, that moment where he chased down Gagai comes to mind. I think it would come to mind for most people. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the Nico Hines one, I won't touch on it too much other than that I think that's a bit weird. You see Dylan Walker and Jamie Pure, the amount of minutes they've played off the bench before. Obviously, you get him in origin at some point. Um, he's always going to be good enough for it, really, when you see how his career's gone. He's hardly gone three, four games without playing a blinder so i guess you bring him in when it really makes sense but that moment is not right now i don't think what i want to ask you guys is what's what's the selection like if you can pick one selection i'll give you a little bit of a time to think about it that you are happiest with for your team so what is what is a selection that maybe you weren't expecting or maybe you were hoping for and it's happened and you're just like fuck yes absolutely for me tommy gilbert um, I did not expect him to be on an edge, uh, even though he played basically 80 minutes there last year because of uh, Cobo's concussion very early in the game. Played most of the year for the Cowboys there, obviously, as well. Before, So he'd, he'd start on an edge and then he'd sort of work his way through the middle a lot of the time for the Cowboys. He's been playing at lock for the Dolphins. He's been absolutely killing it. And for me, you know, it's always tough to see a Cowboy leave the Cowboys and go even better. But he was a situation where it was like family related. It had nothing to do with the Cowboys. We couldn't have kept him if we tried. We didn't let him go per se. It was just just circumstance, the way things went. And uh, man, I'm happy to see him in this team. I think he's going to go real well. So Tom Gilbert is my favorite selection for the Queenslanders. Friendy, who is your favorite for New South Wales? Well, the fact that Tom Jaboyevich is back in form, I guess he's my favorite pick because... I didn't think that was going to happen as of a week ago. Uh, I gave him my wild card last week saying he'd pulled up lame um, like a horse and uh, yeah, he certainly proved that wrong on the weekend. He was 
free-flowing. So, yeah, I'm happy to see Tom there, I guess. Yeah, as a Queenslander, I was kind of okay-ish with the idea of New South Wales almost certainly picking him when he wasn't fit. And uh, now I'm worried. Now I'm genuinely worried. That was outstanding. Uh, What I liked the most was a couple of moments there where he backed himself. He scored three tries, but one of them was like just barreling through like four different blows to get the ball down in the corner, just like absolute like physical contact, just not fearing it at all. And the second one was keeping pace with Jason Sarv as he was sprinting down the sideline. To me, that's, they're both good signs that Turbo's back. So I'm I'm with you on that one, friend. And as a fan of rugby league, above being a Maroons fan, I am glad to see him there as well. Miles, who's your favourite pick for the New South Wales? It'll probably be Josh Adokar or Hudson Young. But um, because I spoke about Hudson Young a little bit before, I'll say Josh Adokar. Um, as I said, it, it was a little bit weird that he was dropped um, and there was a, a real sort of race against time to see if he'd be fit for the game. Who knows if he actually is or not. But I think even a 75% or 80% Josh Adokar will be a real sort of game-breaking talent. Um, for the New South Wales, um, so I'm really happy to see him back. Me too. Uh, I think Origin's better for having Josh Adokar there. And Kieran Gibson, who is your favourite Maroons pick so far? Uh, I was a little bit worried that Josh Papali'i would be picked, um, and then obviously he retired. Uh, I can't remember who who let me know. Um, <laughs> I wasn't aware until it came through in the chat. Like eight times. <laughs> <laughs> But Tom Tom Flegler taking his spot, I think uh, I'm really happy with that selection. Um, I think he's gone to a new level this season. Uh, I think I've spoken about the Broncos pack in general. They dominate teams anyway. But I think particularly I like this pick because when Tom debuted in 2021 Game 3, um, we were possibly about to be whitewashed. And I thought he, he didn't run for too many metres, but I thought he took a lot of dirty shit carries that no one would really want to take. Um, just got absolutely bodied inside our own 20 every time. And he he came and, and hit the ball up with the same attitude every time. Like he absolutely, you could tell he loved it and he wanted to be there, even though he was getting drilled um, every time. So I think that's what you want in Origin. What I want to know is what you guys want in Origin in an Origin coach. Now we've got Freddie Fittler's been there for five series now uh, for three wins, which is not a bad return really. But the two that he lost felt like, upset losses, particularly 2020. We also have Billy Slater. He's had one series, one convincing, you know, uh, maybe not convincing victory in the sense that there were close matches that they won, but convincing performance from him, I thought. So what I want to do is I'm going to play you a couple of snippets of audio. One of them is going to be Freddie talking about Tavita Pangai Jr. And then the second one is going to be talking about, uh, Billy Slater talking about uh, leaving Callum Ponga out and Reese Walsh being left in, and the two contrasting styles of their media presentations. So we'll start off with Freddie Fitler. Give us a lesson. Well, I think they're all a gamble. It's a, you know, that's what it's all about. You, you pick a rep team, you, you're making assumptions that they're going to handle the big stage. Uh, I've always liked Tavita. There's things in the past that haven't gone to plan, and, uh, but at the end of the day, I like what he's doing at Canterbury. You know, I like the way Canterbury play. Canterbury haven't got the best side, but they don't give up. And he's a part of that. So if it's a risk, a gamble, you know, let's, let's have a gamble. Let's have a risk. Let's have a gamble. It doesn't always go to plan for Tavita. This is Billy Slater talking about Callan Ponga being left out. There was no more influential player um, towards the outcome of last year's series than Callan Ponga. Um, we take everything into consideration. 
um, including that. And we come to the decision that that was come to. And like I said, I'm really comfortable with it. Now, Kieran, to me, one of them sounds like this really free-flowing, happy, uh, laid-back coach. And one of them sounds kind of like a politician trying to stay on message because he said, I'm really comfortable with that about seven times throughout that press conference release later. I'm confident with that position. I'm not going to tell you why Callum was dropped. I'm not going to tell you why Reese Walsh was promoted apart from his good football. Yeah, I'm comfortable with the decision. What are you What are you picking up from that, Kieran, uh, in terms of attitudes of the coaches? Uh, definitely on Fittler first. I, I watched both um, press conferences, and you could just tell from the body language that that Fittler had. He he didn't look too happy uh, or too high or too low. I guess is a good way to describe. It, but he looked really confident, really relaxed. Um, this could be his uh, job on the line if New South Wales lose this series or <laughs> if they go on. I guess. Um, yeah, they could keep him. But, um, yeah, I, I thought it looked really great the way he delivered that message, and I think it's the right message. Um, I think PVL uh, would love that message too, a, a bit of a risk, a bit of a gamble. He loves a bit of that. <laughs> um, but, no, I, I was quite surprised by it. Um, I have watched, I, I, especially around Origin, I watch a lot of the press conferences, and I, I haven't really picked that up from Brad Fittler to exude that kind of confidence and um just I don't know <laughs> the body language he had it was really strong it, it kind of took me a bit and then yeah I agree with what you said about Slater he did seem a bit unsure maybe tentative didn't uh, he keeps his um, cards close to his chest so I'm, I'm trying not to read into it too much but um, yeah it, it did seem a, a bit like he wasn't sure if he's made the right decision which I, I guess he doesn't know if he has but um it wouldn't be good if he's still questioning it right now in camp. Miles, you laughed at the suggestion that this could be Fittler's last series. Do tell. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, um, as you guys know, we have a little bit of a running joke about the fact that Freddie is this sort of unfireable, above-reproach character who sort of wanders around doing what he wants. Um, so, you know, potentially true, who knows? But, look, and I, I really did try to listen to those two um, sound bites as uh, unbiasedly as I possibly could. Um, full disclosure, I, I do. Billy Slater is a, a rugby league character who I quite like, and Brad Fittler is a rugby league character who I quite dislike. Um, but what I couldn't help but hear between the two is Slater's, com- who, who, yes, sounded a lot more nervous answering that question, as he probably should have. It was a really big call, probably the, the biggest call of either coach. Um, but he his constant use of uh, we, 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 we in terms of the decision-making versus Fittler's constant use, much more confident of I, 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 I. And that to me sort of typifies the approach of Queensland for probably for forever in terms of making decisions. So, you know, it sounds corny, but as a state or as a group, whoever that group is entrusted to be, um, this time Slater's at the front, forefront of it, versus the, the Fittler era of, of New South Wales Blues, which has been Freddie's captain's calls, whoever he wants sort of playing wherever they want, irregardless of form or who deserves it or who doesn't or, you know, what the fans think or maybe what the rest of the state thinks. Now, I'm not saying he has no input from anyone else. I'm sure he does. He has probably plenty of trusted confidence that he asks, but it, it really does seem like there is one guy who is, you know, nervous to front the media about a big decision he's made but knows that he's made it with the backing of the state versus another guy who is 
doing what he wants, free from impunity, and probably, you know, maybe aware that win or lose this series, he's got the job for another few years at least. Friendy, do you think that's uh, a fair assumption from Miles that Freddie seems kind of safe? Yeah, what about the hate for Brad Fiddler? Dead set. Like, can everyone, um, I understand you might not like him in that, but you've, you may want to check that he did captain Australia multiple occasions. He did captain New South Wales on multiple occasions. He's won three out of five. We've been in the doldrums. Queensland's been the dominant state for the last 15 years. They didn't just have that one run. Like, mm. unbelievable. I, I, I just get around him. I, I understand he makes some – he's had a couple of ordinary picks, but compare that to what Laurie Daly was picking prior. I mean, Freddie brought in Tom Trebojevic, Latrell Mitchell, Tedesco, all these guys when they were young and, to be honest, hadn't been getting a look in from Laurie. So we can thank Freddie for the minute, the little bit of success we have had in the last five years. Jesus. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, he sounded Freddie sounded great to me. Uh, I don't think he's free from impunity or, or whatever – um, people may think I think he has to win this series for sure, but he's he's calm because he's played he played he's played the most Origins for New South Wales. The guy knows that arena. He's not scared. He's not intimidated. Of course, he's calm. He's ready to go. Uh, yeah, and his players will be next Wednesday night too. What do you think is the bigger gamble, Friendy? That oh, Tavita Pangai Junior is or no, no Ponga. No, Ponga, easily. Ponga was the established number one. He won you guys the series last year. And Tavita Pangai is replacing basically no one, really. I mean, Campbell Gillard's injured or whatever. So, um, like, Tavita Pangai is a bit of a free roll of the dice because that spot was basically open. Uh, Jake's injured. Um, Campbell Gillard's injured. Uh, the Saf boys are, are not playing that great. Blake Laurie's injured. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what I mean? That, that, I don't think that's that. That's a gamble, I guess, but that can be filled. You just bring Cam Murray on um, or Junior Paolo. you, you got a strong bench there. Liam Martin can play in the middle. There, there's ways around that if it does backfire. I think Tavita will be lucky to play 30 minutes in total, to be honest. Mm. Uh, and, yeah, Queensland have left out the guy that won in the series last year and he's proven in that arena time and time again. Uh, I think Billy's taken a much bigger gamble. That's not to say he's wrong. And I still think Billy sounded really strong in that interview. Uh, I think, yeah, he's, he's a great coach and um, I'd be following him into battle for sure if I was a Queenslander. So, yeah, but certainly the bigger gamble, uh, the dropping of Kalen for sure. Kieran, how do you feel about uh, New South Wales fans white anting each other at the moment? That's uh, great. Uh, <laughs> I'm, only, I'm only kidding, boys. I'm only kidding. Uh, but it is it is worth noting that, uh, you know, obviously Fittler is a legend of the game. So is Slater. And they're, pro- they're probably both candidates for immortality, if we're being frank. But there is, there is pressure on both for sure when they're making these big calls. And I agree with Friendy that... Like I think Fittler should be under the microscope if New South Wales lose this series. Two in a row with a much better team this year, especially their back line. Forward pack, maybe not so much, but the back line's outstanding. So yeah, there'll be some pressure there. Uh and for Slater, yeah, some huge calls. He's he's you know, he has to he has to back it up now. Putting Hamaso at center against Latrell Mitchell's a huge call. Guys, let's take a quick little break. We're going to talk more about Origin next week before the Origin series, including the women's Origin, but we're going to take a short little break now to hear the Big E's phenomenal tip of the week, and then we're back right after that. Back soon. 
Hey boys, this is uh, Owen Gibson, the BG. I'm doing my BG Pinolo Tip of the Week. My first Pinolo Tip of the Week. I'm also going to do my board prediction straight away for the first match for tomorrow night, Thursday night. Uh, the the uh, Dolphins against uh, the Dragons. Uh, for my board prediction for that match, um, I, I'll say the Dolphins 40 and the Dragons 30. That is my um, ball prediction on, on the part tonight. The next match, my big win on the tip of the week, I'm going to take the Cowboys against the Panama Eels. And the last match, night was in made, <coughs> Fendi against uh, Mrs. Stedman's team, Newcastle Knights against Manny Eagles. It's going to be tough. And uh, also, three boys versus three boys. My size, Bo and Kieran, your boys. Miles, Wendy, wearing the blues. Yeah, it's got to be a, a great one. I am going to wear my Maroons jersey. Let's go Maroons. What what? Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, that's my biggie Pinolo tip of the week for today. So, um, yeah, let's go Maroons. Let's, let's hope the Maroons will win. Fingers crossed. That's for you, boys. The biggie baby. What what? Mr. Hollywood. Cheers, baby. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Welcome back to Above the Horizontal. My name is Bo Nicholson. I am your host this evening. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck is that? Uh, <laughs> I'm joined by Daniel Friend, Miles Stedman, and Kieran Gibson. You just listened to the big E, Owen Gibson, giving his phenomenal tips of the week, including a bowl prediction that the Dolphins would beat the Dragons 40 points to 30. He loves a high-scoring game does the big e hates tackling apparently but big fan of the high scoring game so good luck to you big e guys let's talk about round 13 that's coming up the first game is the dolphins and dragons that is from ko stadium in redcliffe now there's a huge amount of changes Uh, in terms of suspension and origin and injury the dolphins are without felice kafusi hamaso tabuifido and tom gilbert and the dragons are without ben hunt Blake Laurie from injury and Jaden Suar as well. Friendy, who do you like in this one? I just think it's got to be the Dolphins here. I understand they're missing some key personnel, but the Dragons without Ben Hunt, I mean, are they even the Dragons? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be tipping the Dolphins here. I think Wayne Bennett will have the guys heads on. And I love the pick of uh, Valence Tuare on the bench. I think he'll come on and wreak some havoc on an edger in the middle and go really well. I also like that pick by the way as a bench player at the moment i think that's a really good selection miles who do you like in this one i also like the dolphins and is this their um is this their first game at at ko this is in this is in redcliffe um i don't think it's their first one no definitely still with the dolphins here yeah you're our dolphins member miles um so you should you should know this (laughs) <laughs> you're, getting, you're getting the emails. Uh, we would have if you bought us tickets, but alas. <laughs> delete, delete, delete. <laughs> Kieran, who do you like in this one? Yeah, I've got the Dolphins. I look at that uh, Dragon Spine. It does not look very good at all. Yeah, definitely the Dolphins. You say that. I look at the Dolphin Spine and I go, Marshall King, excellent. Kato is showing some good signs. Milford, uh, uh, Cody Nicarima at fullback, uh. I don't know. I don't know. So uh, I am going to go for the Dolphins, but uh, I don't think it's going to be a huge one like some people are predicting. The next game is from Combank Stadium on Friday evening. It is the Eels against the Cowboys. 
<laughs> Although I can't find much love for my Cowboy men after the disgusting display. I can't believe we didn't talk about it. Against the Tigers, 66-18. to 18. What the oh. fuck, boys? Seriously, that was that was absolute shit-ass. Anyway, the Eels are without Andrew Davey, Jake Arthur, Sea Eagles legend, and then Junior Paolo, of course, who is playing for New South Wales off the bench, and Ryan Madison, who is injured for a few weeks, um, or not paying a fine. I can't remember which one. The Cowboys are uh, without their origin legends, Murray Taolonghi, Ruben Cotter, Tom Dearden, who's the 18th player for the Queenslanders, and Valentine Holmes. Miles, who do you like in this one? It's going to be the Eels for me here pretty easily, I think, unfortunately. You, you, you say unfortunately, but I don't think you mean it. I think you like the idea of the Cowboys copping it. No, sure. not at all. I like the Cowboys. Oh, well, thank you, Miles. We like you too. If you love to work out. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to play the track there. I want to hear that voice. It's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> Kieran, you're a Cowboys fan. How do you feel about, uh, you know, we've got a couple of debutants coming in. Uh, Zach Labor, Robert Der- uh, Darby. Any hope for our boys? Uh, no, but is Zach <laughs> Labor, is that Kyle's brother? It is, yes. Kyle, yeah, okay, yeah, but no, I don't have any help for my Cowboys. I think we've forgotten how to tackle this year. I think we're no chance. Pretty good spine for the Cowboys, friendy. Reese Robson, Scott Drinkwater. I uh, don't care about the halves that much. Um, who do you like in this one? <laughs> yeah, they're playing with 11 blokes, the Cowboys, this week on the field. And uh, I'll be tipping I'll be tipping <laughs> Parramatta. I must say, though, Parramatta's pack is, a, is sneaky weak. This week, doesn't not much of a sentence, mm-hmm. is it? Uh, but uh, <laughs> not your best. No, no, and, um, and the Cowboys actually have a decent pack. So I don't know. I'll tip Parramatta, but um, yeah, who knows? I just like that you uh, said the Cowboys were playing with eleven this week because they had a cricket score put on them last week. So uh, that was uh, not great. But haha, <laughs> see that one. Anyway, I'm just going to keep rolling with my shit jokes. The next game is the Warriors and Broncos from McLean Park in Napier. Nice to see different parts of New Zealand getting some love after a couple of years of having no rugby league. Warriors, they're looking pretty good. They do have a couple of key outs, though, in the case of Dylan Walker and Wade Egan. The Broncos have a lot of outs, mainly because of the Maroons, but also New South Wales, with Pat Carrigan, Reese Walsh, Selwyn Cobbo, and Thomas Flegler called upon by Billy Slater while Payne Haas, of course, has been called upon by Mr. Fiddler. Kieran, who do you like? I think the obvious choice kind of points towards the Warriors, but I actually really like the uh, the Broncos pack still, despite the players that they have out. Um, and Adam Reynolds is obviously back in. I think this could go either way, to be honest. I might tip the upset, might tip the Broncos. You tipped the Broncos last week against the Panthers, didn't you? Is that what got you two out of eight instead of three? Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder ESPN's in your pocket. What the fuck, man? Um, <laughs> friendy, uh, who do you like here? Yeah, I'll be tipping the home side again. I just think uh, too many out for the Broncos, and I'll go with the Warriors. Yeah, I love the Warriors pack. What about you, Miles? I am going to go for the Warriors as well. And may I say, it is great to see different parts of New Zealand playing host to the Warriors. I'd love to see a game. I don't think I've ever played there at Forsyth Bar Stadium in um, Dunedin in the south there, which is a beautiful looking thing with. Big plexiglass roof. Yeah, really good, really good looking stadium. What rugby team plays there? Uh, the Highlanders, from memory. I'm not sure, yeah. I think it's the Highlanders, but. I invite you guys on here to be my rugby union experts and <laughs> you just come up <laughs> with sure. 
fuck all. Just it's in <laughs> it's in Dunedin, so it would be definitely be the Highlanders. Okay, well, that's probably true. I'll take your word for it over mine for sure. Uh, when I think of Highlanders, I think of like is that Sean Connery? The old Highlanders yeah, it is, movie. It is, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, the next the next game is the I think a very interesting game actually, and I'm very curious to see what tips we come up with. It's the Rabbitohs and Raiders from Acor Stadium. Now the Rabbitohs, of course, no Latrell, no Cameron Murray, no Jai Arrow. The Raiders are almost untouched by Origin, except for Hudson Young, of course, uh, with the rep retirements of Papali'i and Jack Whiten. But they are without Elliot Whitehead and James Schiller. Friendy, who you got? Rabbits, Cody Walker. That's about all I got. <laughs> and Campbell Graham, if he is fit to get through it. Oh, he's a dollar one to be playing, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> that is that was a curious situation, by the way. Uh, so hopefully he is still next in line for New South Wales and puts on a clinic here. I'm going to go for the Rabbitohs as well. What about you, Miles? Yeah, the last thing I would want to see if I was a Raider is a, a fired-up Campbell Graham after that omission. Oh. Um, definitely going the Rabbitohs. Yeah, 100%. And Kieran? So yeah, I think the Rabbitohs dip is quite impressive. I'll be tipping them. Also interesting that Corey Horsburgh is playing for the Raiders because uh, he was he, he must have been close for Queensland, and he's playing on an edge to help fill the gaps made by Whitehead and... Uh, Hudson Young, which is interesting because I probably would have just left him in the middle, but they must be struggling for edges. The last game is the <laughs> the Friend Stedman Cup, as as alluded to by uh, by Owen Gibson. Now, of course, that's not you, Miles. That's your father, of course. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, in terms of the in terms of the Knights, actually, it's Friendy's father. Um, the only mm. night out is Tyson Frizzell. The Seagulls are without all the Trebojeviches. Uh, through injury or origin, and also DCE, Miles, in the Friend Stedman Cup. Who have you got? I've got Friend in this one. I'm going to have the Knights prevailing pretty easily, I reckon. Is it partly because Kalen Ponga is obviously there for one with Gagai, but also that he's moved back to fullback? Yeah, well, I actually have been partial to his form at 5 8 of late. Um, but I just think the Seagulls cannot possibly take that many blows and will still win the game, right? Especially on the road. Yeah, I probably agree with that. Kieran, what do you think? I think it's pretty close. I think this whole round will be pretty close, to be honest, but I'm going to be tipping the, the Knights as well. I think KP back at fullback, he'll want to prove a point um, after his omission. I too am going to go for your team, Friendy. So are you the only one to stand against or are you going to go for them as well? No, I'll be tipping the Knights. I won't be tipping Manly with uh, no Turbo, Gerbo or Burbo. Uh, and I'll, <laughs> I'll stick with the home side yet again. And just while I've got you there, what do you think about Lockie Miller playing on the bench with Kalen back to fullback? I like Kalen back to fullback, but I hate having a genuine outside back slash fullback at number 14. Like It's just a waste. Um, I guess they've done it to soften the blow of having a bit like one of our trumpeted marquee signings who started the year brilliantly and not fully dropping him, but... Yeah, really, he's in the team as fullback or nothing for me, so I don't like it. Interesting. Um, so that's four votes for Friend in the Friend Stedman Cup. That means the Stedman, you'll be happy on the weekend because we'll probably all be wrong. Let's go to bold predictions, though, where none of us will be wrong, of course. I'll start us off. My bold prediction is that, well, I noticed that you and Aiken actually had a bit of a shocker for the Dolphins last time he played. He, he didn't pass when he should have, and then another time he dropped the ball over the line. 
So I'm going to tip that there'll be two tries between him and his winger, who is Tessie New. So between him and Tessie New, two tries, Aitken and Tessie New. Friendy, what's your ball prediction? All the home sides to win this week, boys. Ah, I did notice that he tipped all the home sides, so that's a nice little ball for you. Miles, what do you got? I was going to say the same thing as friend. (laughs) You're welcome to if you want to, or you can say that none of the away teams are going to win. Well, that's true. Um, uh, Yeah, no, I'm going to stick because I I, I do believe in it. I have tipped that way, the same way as friend. I'm going to say all the home sides win as well. I'll change the wording to all the away teams lose and we'll be happy with that. And, okay. and Kieran, yeah, is it, is it quarter to eight or 7.45? Who knows? Um, and <laughs> Kieran, what's your ball prediction? I think um, at least one fullback in every game will score a try this weekend. One fullback in every game will score a try this weekend. All right. I like it. Yeah, let's set some parameters. What happens if the fullback who's named uh, gets dropped or hurt or something like that. So say um say Kalen Ponga uh is replaced by Lachlan Miller and Kalen Ponga moves into five eighth and then scores exactly. when he's at five eighth. How do you feel about that? Is it the named fullbacks? No, that doesn't count. It's whoever starts that game at fullback. Alright. I rate that. Alright, thank you boys very, very much. Thank you, Daniel Friend. Thank you, Miles Stedman. Thank you, Kieran Gibson. Thank you to Owen Gibson, the big E as well for your contribution. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed the show and also I hope the audience enjoyed the show. If you did, please you know, tell a friend about us, like our stuff on Facebook or wherever you see us and subscribe so you can go above the horizontal again next week after there's five fullbacks that score across the weekend. But until then... Above the Horizontal is a rugby league podcast by the fans and for the fans. It's produced by our entire team of former writers for Real Sport, including Daniel Friend, Christopher Waring, Miles Stebbin, Kieran Gibson, and me, Bo Nicholson. We'd love it if you could support us by telling a rugby league fan about us so they can go above the horizontal as well. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Art changes over time. This might feel weird to say because the art itself doesn't physically change, but if we agree that art tells us something about the world around us, what happens to that art once the world has changed? This is the question we try to answer on Movieversaries, a film podcast on the We Made This Network. I'm the host, Bo Nicholson, and in each episode, my guests and I celebrate and re-evaluate films on significant anniversaries. We examine films from all over the world through a critical lens to determine if they stand the test of time by exploring their themes, performances, and techniques. This year, our focus is on movies made in years ending in three. So far, we've covered the avant-garde classic Meshes of the Afternoon from 1943. On the other end of the spectrum, how does the technical marvel Jurassic Park hold up 30 years later? We also delve into other iconic films of their time, such as King Kong from 1933, Eight and a Half from 1963, and Return of the Jedi from 1983. From European art house to action, comedy, and horror, if a film is celebrating a significant anniversary, we're discussing it. Don't miss out. Subscribe to Movieversaries now, wherever you get your podcasts.